Hey, this is the original Gatekeeper Bernie, and this is the Let Burn Rant Podcast. Available iTunes, Google, and Spotify, and everywhere else where you can find the Let Burn Rant Podcast. You can click, you can stream, and of course, please enjoy. Burn. Hey folks, your boy OG Bernie, Let Burn Rant Podcast. I'm happy that you're here on this Friday morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you're at right now around the world. Let's get started, all right? Now, a dozen people has been hit with subpoenas right now following the suicide of Jeffrey Epstein, the convicted sex offender who's been who's on federal charges for sex trafficking minors as young as 14, maybe even younger. This guy was a serial creep. They... He was, he was contemplating suicide. They left him on the suicide watch with maximum security in New York. You would have thought that people that would at least go back and forth every time to make sure that he was not, you know, not trying to kill himself. And <laughs> look what happened. He killed himself. Um, this Everything with the details is sketchy right now. But from what the autopsy said, he broke his bone on an apple, which is also which has led to a strangulation. Nine times out of ten is mostly strangulation. It's very rare that a person that's committed suicide is going to break his neck. Which, like I said, as, as everything's been going right now, has been a whirlwind of more issues right now. And a dozen people has been suspended because of it. To, test, to at least testify on what happened around that time where they were supposed to, you know, do their shift and check up on this guy. So right now, the plot thickens right now. And the more and more... Everybody want to keep saying, oh, he killed himself. I, the more and more people who have to wake up right now, just look at it for what it is. This guy was murdered. This guy, whatever you want to say, creep, anything like that, he was about to snitch on somebody powerful than him. Before that could even happen, he, somebody or people paid off whoever, you know, guard inside that jail cell to kill him. Make it look like a suicide and a story. Now, without the, all we got to find out right now is the cameras. Where are the cameras of the recording when this happened? How many people was there that was there that day that this happened? Or who who's involved? What involvement at all? Somebody's got to pay the price for what happened. Regardless, the district of from New York said that they're going to still pursue the case against his associates. So whoever that's a part of this you know, sex act that he delivered and he despicably did to these females, not even females, little girls, they're going down for it. They're associates, you was in his inner circle, you're going down. Whoever was part of it, because he wasn't by himself, somebody's going down. Whoever was trying to make it into a cover-up is going down because I'm pretty sure they also know who was also a part of it and they probably got paid off to kill him. That's it. He was a, he was, he was a sex offender, turn informant because he, I'm pretty sure he was going to snitch a whole lot of people out. We will never know. He's dead now. So, what's going to happen? We're just going to find out what's, what, what's going to happen. We're, we're, just gonna, we're all going to find out what's the next process right now. Because who to say that anything happens after that? None might not even come about this. Maybe the suspina is what it is. They'll give it their little, their little statements. And, you know, they're all going to stick up for each other, so automatically you already know nothing might not even happen to this. Or something might happen. Cameras might see, okay, why wasn't you at your shift 
blase blase and everything like that just to force the pressure and if that becomes the case then you can honestly say right now you know one of these people know they probably knew that he was going to die they just left him die no matter what was the situation he's on suicide watch the whole point of the job right now is to make sure every half an hour he is still alive He's not going off the deep end, killing himself. And honestly, people that's on suicide watch, I'm pretty sure you will, you have to remove things that will contradict. Well, you have to remove things that's gonna really kill this guy. You know, if if I'm if I'm if I'm, if I'm really not if I'm if I'm talking out my ass and I'm talking out my ass, but I thought I thought that was the whole point of suicide watch. Like I'm trying to picture it right now because I never been on suicide watch, but I'm pretty sure if you're on suicide watch, I'm pretty sure round the clock people check up on you every ten to thirty minutes at least. Um, what else? I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to have any type of objects that will, you know, that will kill you. Blankets included. I don't know why people, I don't know why blankets are even there. For all that, just heat the room up and just call it a day. You don't, you don't really need a blanket or pillows or anything that can just, you know, that can, that can, you know, choke you or shank you, whatever. But this guy had a broken Adam's apple, pretty much, in the front of his neck. And strangulation, rarely or not, doesn't even do that. But this is an ongoing investigation that's just gotten more big, bigger than what it's supposed to have been. And hopefully there is, hopefully the truth comes out, and hopefully whoever is involved, whoever gets in trouble, whoever is, you know, subpoenaing them, hopefully he goes or she goes to the fullest extent of the law to find the truth. And from there, you know, I guess I wouldn't say justice is served, but I guess in a, I guess in the the case of this creep right now, hopefully they find out why was he killed because I you know, killing himself at this point right now seems unlikely unless somebody made it look like he killed himself, but nonetheless I'm just talking on my ass. I don't really, I don't really got the blueprint. I don't got the keys to all this right now. I'm just talking on my ass, just because, just like anybody else would be talking on the ass right now. We're all just watching right now to see what's gonna be the next case on this matter, and whenever it happens, I guess we'll just watch it on the news and we'll just talk shit and we'll just put our own spin on it. Another artist taking a lawsuit over hits with samples that wasn't cleared. Drake, oh damn. There's a TMZ reported published by TMZ. Sorry, I'm, I messed up. But TMZ published this yesterday. Artist producer Samuel Nichols III, who goes by Sam Scully, has filed a lawsuit against both Drake and Big Frida for allegedly sampling Scully's music for In My Feelings. And nice for what? Now, if you don't know both those records, well, oh, the beats without permission also. But if you don't know those two records, nice for what? And in my feelings, um, and nice for what was I believe his first single off the Scorpion album. Um, it's, it was um, I believe it had. He also had Wu Tang. I think it was a sample Wu Tang on that track, but it was a dope. It was, it was pretty much it was pretty much um, a salute to the females 
when that's what was the whole point of that whole concept of that nice for what song. As for in my feelings, everybody knows everybody knows what that song was about. That was a kind of this. Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? That shit. He's getting sued for that. Now, was also said that course documents allege that Drake and Big Freedia, who's future's featured on in my feelings, sampled a portion of Sam Scully's song Roll Call without consulting him or offering any kind of payment. Scully claimed that he dropped the song on a CD in New Orleans back in 2000 and didn't realize the music was stolen until he heard both In My Films and Nice For What. Now let's, let's go back to 2000 in New Orleans. Now how the hell Drake, why are you gonna sue Drake? I don't believe Drake wasn't even popping in, in 2000. I think if I'm not mistaken, Drake is still a, what how old is Drake right now? I'm born 89. Drake is like 80. I ain't gonna front. I think Drake is 87. I mean, Drake is born 87, if not 86. 30. Yeah. I I I I, I don't see how Drake would even culminate with some shit like that. Better yet, I don't even think he was even in America in 2000 at that time. So how the hell? Why suing this guy? You have to sue somebody else. Drake is not his. That's crazy. 2000. Whoa. All right. Anyway, it's also said Big Drake and Big Frida aren't the only ones listed as defendants in the lawsuit. Okay, I will hope not. Sam Scully is also reportedly going after labels like Asylum, Cash Money, and Republic as well, and plans to sue for damages. Okay, well, I'm gonna check, I'm gonna stop you right there. Drake should not be getting sued at all. So is Big Frida. They both should not be getting sued. They both wasn't around at all in 2000 when your CD was claimed stolen. Hell no. Let me see. It said that claims that he dropped the song on the CD. And then it was 2000. We, we're almost, we're nearly 20 years later. Now you want to say something? I, anyway, Scully's song in question isn't available online at the moment, nor does it appear on any streaming services. So pretty much, I got a problem. That's one thing that as it was one thing that if this song was out there on the line right now where we can listen to, where we can, you know, we can like I said, um and there was no internet like that back then where there was YouTube or all these instrumentals. There was nothing like that back then. So you really had to really be on your grind and no producers just to get beats. Hands down. YouTube wasn't there for people to take beats out of nowhere. So I don't know. This is crazy. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. What else you said also? Yeah, it said it, it wasn't, it isn't available online at the moment. Uh, I, I don't know. It's hard. I don't think he's got a case. But also on the right end, both Nice For What and My Feelings spent weeks at the number one spot on the Billboard 100 charts. Since its release, Nice For What has been three times platinum, while In My Feelings was certified as Spotify most streamed song of 2018, which means that it was probably certified six times platinum at this point because you're streaming a lot on this song, you know, and and all tell or whatever. The OVO Leo, who, who recently dropped his care package project and toured throughout Europe, has yet to comment on the lawsuit. 
XL has reached out to Drake's team for the comments. I don't know what else you want to say about this. But it seems to me that there's no case. This Scully guy right now, this is a, I haven't heard that name Scully ever since Power Rangers. The first two seasons of Miami from Power Rangers since I heard Scully. Wow. But just like just like he was a lame in Power Rangers, you're a lame in this situation. Scully, I'll just I'll tell you this. You're not gonna win this case. I don't know how in the hell you make a case with your roll call. First of all, nobody heard this song other than you. You're 20 years too late right now. For the fact that you're even talking about this, just leave it alone, man. Whatever that Asylum or Universal or whoever or Cash Money did, this was, first of all, you don't got a case that they did anything at this point. And the fact that you're taking it on Drake right now, you're suing Drake as if Drake had knowledge about this back in 2000. Come on, that's absurd. You gotta leave this alone, man. This is even that's a waste of time. This is I don't even know why even why we even talking about this, but I just had to break it down because people is trying to you know wage their power into thinking that somebody did this and that. Drake had nothing to do with that. Before anybody starts trying to go at Drake right now, as a Drake stole samples and all that shit. First of all, this was a 2000 song off a of CD in New Orleans. Drake in 2000 was probably still in Canada eating Gerber. No, I don't. And, and, and don't forget, Drake was like, Drake is what, three years older than me? Drake was like my baby team right now auditioning, getting ready for the Grassies, if not anything else. I highly doubt it. And Drake at that time was probably wasn't even focused on music as highly as he is now. I'm pretty sure he was focused on acting. So automatically, this is a, this is a dub. This is going to get dropped. Case okay, so end the story. No more, no more. Stop that shit. Just when you think Donald Trump can't get any worse with what he's been doing, he's going low. He's going. He's going low and lower every goddamn time. He makes a rule that can affect millions of people, including elderly kids, immigrants, whoever. He, he just. He just. He's on some crazy shit. About 70 mayors in America rejected Trump's food stamp proposal saying that it put kids at risk. NPR reported this yesterday. The Trump administration pushed millions of people out of federal food stamp programs, would punish some of the country's neediest, including children, senior citizens, and people with disabilities. According to mayors of 70 American cities who have sent a letter to an administrator for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance program, better known as SNAP. Another new rule proposed in July by the Agriculture Department, more than 3 million people would lose their food assistance. The mayor said that the move would also hurt their local and regional economies. The change to SNAP is aimed at plugging what critics say is a loophole that allows states to give benefits to people whose saving and other access the Trump administration said should make them ineligible for food stamp. Anti- Poverty groups viewed the shift as part of a broader push by the Trump administration to peel people off government assistance. Republicans who backed the move said the new rules are needed to curb abuse of federal safety net programs. Through the change, the Trump administration aims to cut spending by some $2.5 billion a year. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue 
Purdue has pledged the plan will also preserve the integrity of the program, but dozens of mayors countered this that shaking up the eligibility requirements will exact a toll on some of the nation's most vulnerable people. This proposal will put children's health and developmental at risk by removing their access to healthy school meals and harm our economy by reducing the amount of SNAP dollars available to spur regional and local economical activities wrote the city leaders in a letter sent by the U.S. Conference of of Mayors. Wow. Okay, so here's my take on this. Um, There's more to this, uh, but I believe... Yeah, I'm just going to... I'm going to cut it short right now because there's more more to this right now that I would read, but I'm not going to read everything. I will just put it into as funky as possible and just keep it just straight right now I'm not sure what's the requ- I'm not sure what's the requirements for people to be to have food stamps I mean food snaps or however you want to call the shit I know people that's on food stamps and I know they need it to survive especially people who's not able to work there's somebody I know that's she's disabled off the off the strength she can't she can't work she can't work off nothing right now so because she's on disability and she she needs food she 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 relies on food stamps heavily you know food stamps don't even pay much but especially she's got kids also they pay about maybe one hundred something like the price of food stamps went down already so she she can't qualify she can't qualify to work so she got food stamps to help her out. And that's about it. You know, she's not able to work, so. And even though when she looks like she's healthy, she goes through major seizure attacks, so she's not able to really hold on to a job. So that's why, she, you know, she's, she's, I think she should be good, but I think my thing is right now, I do agree, is I, I'm split with this because I do believe people do take advantage of the food stamp program, the SNAP, however you want to call it. They do take advantage. They do... Back in the days, people was trading in their food stamps for money. That's how I know that this shit is bad because people was just trading shit in just to get money after things. So, I'm like I said, that's why I'm split on that fact because I've seen people doing it. Uh, most of us in the hood seen people doing it. It's not like it's it's not like people didn't know what was going on. We we all knew what was going on. People was making money. They was doing what they had to do to survive. People wasn't focused on. Just getting food, they was trying to you know make some money out of everything. As I said, this is this was I'm split. I think what Trump is doing might be barbaric in a sense. Also trying to remove the whole food stamp program exactly. I don't you know or change up the rules. I do believe that if you're really disabled, you should be good. I feel like I feel like if you're gonna change it, you have to change it to where. You you will have to change it to where that this is just gonna be simple. I don't know. I'm not sure how to go about it. I know they got card. I know they got benefit cards right now. So the money will just go inside a benefit card, and people just have to you know they have to pay it off from there. Back then, I think it was just regular stamps, and people would just like I said trade it in. I don't know.
Hey, if any, has anybody checked the Bleacher Report on Kobe on this assessment of Kobe Bryant? Because one, this is this is this is this is horrible. I don't know what the Bleacher Report was thinking, even putting this article out, but this is absurd. This is really bad. I don't know why you're gonna play my man Kobe. Kobe is a proven winner, a closer, a multiple-time champion, an MVP. He's been to playoffs. He's fought countless rivals. He's been to all pros, all NBA. He's been a goddamn gold final medalist. It's just, this is, I don't, I don't know why they're going to play Kobe like he ain't top 15, top 10 all the time because that's where Kobe's at. The Bleach Report got 35 other people ahead of him because of their little metrics. And we're going to just go by all of them pretty much. So after this whole segment, I'm definitely going to go to a commercial interruption. You can hear me talk my, you know, promotion shit, but let's get to everything right now. At number 35, Jason Kidd with a 73.25 average rank. One of the greatest point guards of all time, Jason Kidd had a 60th stretch in the late 90s to early 2000s, in which he averaged 16 points, 9 assists, 6 rebounds, and 2 steals. He finished his career with 118 triple doubles. He, had he discovered his jumper a few years earlier, he would likely have been high on this list. What? First of all, uh, Kobe would get Kobe would destroy Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd is a fantastic point guard, but that's a but. As far as you know, who moved the needle? Kobe. Next, Patrick Ewing, 34, 68.0. In many ways, the 90s belonged to the big man. From 90 to 98, Ewing averaged about 20 points and 10 rebounds in each of his nine straight seasons. Patrick Ewing has been to, I believe, two NBA Finals. He played it. He participated in one. I don't think he made it to the other one, but he was still part of the team. No rings to his name. A great center during the 90s. Sure. Maybe top five at that round that time, but no, he, no, Kobe should be over him. Ray Allen, 67.5. One of the best shooters ever. Ray Allen is a clubhouse leader for career threes with 29.73, but. He was much more than that. Allen could also attack the rim and had a seven-year stretch in which he averaged over four assists per game. What? No knock on Ray Allen. He is he's the best three-point shooter ever until Curry is able to break him. But no, Kobe can go over him. Jeff Hornacek. Oh, boy. You may be surprised to see Jeff Hornacek above the likes of Kid Hewitt Allen. Maybe that's because his lasting impression comes from his years as more of a role player along with Carl Malone and John Stockton with the Utah Jazz. Before his move to Salt Lake City, though, he had a five-year stretch in which he averaged 17 points, five assists, and four rebounds while shooting 40% from series. Several deep playoff runs helped Hornacek as well. He's 36 in this sample for his career player went over replacement players. Larry Nance Sr. Long before his son was throwing down ferocious dunks for the Los Angeles Lakers and Cleveland Cavaliers, Larry Nance was a dominant force on both sides of the ball in the 80s and 90s. He finished his career of an average of 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 blocks. Larry Nance. You gotta be kidding me. Alright, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce was a steady fixture for the 2000 era Boston Celtics, and the key cog in Allen and Garnett during their 2008 championship run. From 0 run to 0 9, he averaged 23 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists. 
Porpoise, a fantastic player, one of the greatest in Celtics history, if not top five ever in Celtics history. Kobe's still better than him. No disrespect, I'm just calling it like it is. Chauncey Billups. The notion that the 2003-04 Detroit Pistons are the team that won a title without a star had always felt a little hollow. Richard Hamilton was one of the best game premier and mid-range snipers. Ben Wallace was perhaps the NBA most dominant defender. Rashid Wallace gave plenty on both ends, and point guard Chauncey Billups was the glue in the middle of everything. During the Pistons years, Billups averaged 16 points and 6 assists with a 39% three-point percentage. Again, Kobe over him. I don't care. I'm sorry. Kawhi Leonard. In 2017, CBS Sports named Kawhi Leonard is 50th best player of all time, right? And when his career is said and done, it's not hard to imagine him going down as a top 20 player in history. Two years later, Kawhi still has just eight years of NBA experience to his name. Already being here is impressive. It certainly helps that he appeared in the playoffs for seven of those seasons and already has two final wins and two final MVP. Kawhi Leonard, he might, he might, and he is, is very well that he might win another championship, a third MVP, Blase Blase with a third different team. It, it might be the case. Kawhi, we might be looking at maybe one of the greatest players ever, if not, you know, like I said, top 20 in Kawhi Leonard, but his career is not done yet. Kobe's is done already. Kobe's over him. Kevin McHale is 27. Whatever he was a six-man or a starter, Kevin McHale was one of the most dominant players in the NBA for his career. Everything happens with a pump fake. Da 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 da. He averaged 21 points from 1984 to 1991. No, Kobe still. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard's 26. Okay, the last couple years has been hard for Dwight Howard. He posts below average box blase blase on the last few seasons. Okay, one of the t- one one of the on top of winning three consecutive Defensive Player of the Year awards, Howard had a five-year stretch where he averaged 18 points and 13 rebounds. Kobe still over him. Sky Pippen. Michael Jordan and the Stanley gets a boatload of credit for the Chicago Bulls championship, but there's a good chance that they weren't having without Sky Pippen. Facts. The do-it-all forward just show how good he was during the season Jordan spent playing baseball. In 93-94, he averaged 22 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, and... 0.8 blocks while leading the Bulls to a 55-27 record. Kobe still over him. Sorry. Manu came over to the NBA at the age of 25 and didn't take him long to establish himself as one of the game's best six-man and top shooting guards. His numbers was suppressed by his role, but they jumped off the screen if you adjust the pace of playing time. He averaged 20 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, 2 steals, and, you know, his BM as 4.9 is significantly higher than Kobe's 3.9. Still taking Kobe. Reggie Miller, another all-time shooter. Reggie Miller is a historical leader in total seasons of at least 103 points attempt and 60-plus true shooting percentage. Paul Gasol, in 2018, Kobe told journalists about the Paul, about following Paul Gasol. There's no debate when he retires, he will have his number in the Raptors next month. The reality is I wouldn't win these two championships without Paul. L.A. wouldn't have two championships without Paul. We know that. Everybody knows that. I really look forward to the day where he is 
there giving his speech at the center of the courts in front of all the fans who supported him over the years. It's going to be an awesome night. I figures Kobe would know as well as anyone how good Saul was. He had a front row seat to one of the best stretch in Paul career. As a Laker, the big man averaged 17 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, and 1 block. He is 6th in the organization's stories history and career playoff wins over replacement players. Russell Westbrook, whoa. First of all, Kobe's over Powell. No, not, no diss on Powell. <sighs> wow. Russell Westbrook. Um, wow, okay. The legacy of Westbrook career may be how desensitized us to triple doubles. Not long ago, most fans lit up when their favorite player pulled one off. Now, after Westbrook averaged a triple-double each of his last three seasons, the once-large achievement is just a sort of hoo-hum. Some of the criticism about number hunting may be fair, but Westbrook deserved credit for an achievement that simply was not foreseeable even after five years ago. Kobe's over him. Clyde Drexler from 87 to 92, Drexler averaged 24 points, 6 rebounds, two, I mean, 6 assists, 2 steals, and, a, and a, almost a block. Um, 8, Garnett. Garnett was a pioneer who led the way for skilled bigs like Paul Gasol, Marc Gasol, Nocolo, Jokic, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. At six foot eleven, a playing guard in most positions, bringing up the ball off the floor, averaging five plus assists, was almost unheard of. Garnett combined all of that into one package that includes traditional big man skills. Dwayne Wade, as far as Pete goes, few was good. You know, Wade was from two thousand six to two thousand ten, averaging twenty seven points, seven assists, five rebounds, two steals, and a block. He went on to join forces with LeBron and won two more championships. Like Howard, Wade last few seasons paled in comparison to his prime, but a quick look at those numbers provide a nice reminder. A very Stockton, few players in NBA history can top Stockton in a battle of longevity. He submitted 17 total years in which he played at least 1,000 minutes and posted above average BPM. Tim Duncan got are the only ones with more, plus Stockton is the all-time leader in assists and steals. That helps his case. Lewinsky. What, they, what the hell? Nah, I'm not even going for Lewinsky. Come along, creepy ass. Another guy who was who mostly, you know, had time, who mostly got better because of John Stockton. Okay, now we got Kobe. Okay. Now I'm bugging. I thought Kobe was not even on the list. I shouldn't even have said everybody else. I, I regret that. I goddamn regret that. So we on to Kobe. All right. So. Yeah, folks. I had a. It was already. I was already 11 minutes deep when I was going through the 35 people over Kobe Bryant. I failed to even look at Kobe Bryant was even in, was even not on the list, but on the list, whatever, until we got him on the list. So I had to stop it real quick. I was already 11 minutes deep. I went too far with a segment, and I went to commercial. I went to my commercial interruptions. So now we got the Kobe. Um, um, let's see where. Oh, I went too far. Oh, the, oh, the hell up. 
back to Kobe. Go back to Kobe. Go back to Kobe. Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, okay. I got my. I got Kobe. All right, all right. I gotta make sure. Now with Kobe Bryant, we all arrive at the placement for which you've been waiting for. Yes, Kobe is just outside the top 10. No, that's not an insult to one of the best players of all time. Just think for a minute how, how many basketball players never even made it to the NBA. Then consider the nearly 3,000 who logged in any time in the league during the time frame at which we're looking here. Being among the top 15 or even the top 35 is an incredible accomplishment. Might he raise a little bit higher if we focus on on peaks? That's certainly in play. During his five-year peak, Bryant averaged 30 points, five rebounds, and five assists. His 10-year peak might be even more impressive due to a substantive excellence over an entire decade. From 2000 to 2009, he averaged 28 points, five rebounds, and five assists. Was Kobe the next Michael Jordan? ESPN Adam Rosenegger wrote in a piece that ranked Kobe as the second best shooting guard ever. Not quite, but he came as close as anyone who tried to create a legend of his own in the process. The other side of this, of course, goes back to the limited samples with which we are working. A handful of players from earlier eras, including Kareem, Wilt, Julius, Oscar, Bill, and Jerry, may have an argument to rank ahead of Kobe. Still, even if we were behind all those legends, Kobe should be pretty firmly in the 10 to 30 range. That may seem pretty wide, but again, this isn't exact science. And when you get this high, the difference from one player to another can be razor thin. So the people, so who's the 13 people around after Kobe? Who's on top of Kobe at this point that they consider the best ever? All right. We're going to go number 13, Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry is one of five players who's wound up ahead of Kobe in this exercise. Now, I, I mean, Stephen Curry, you know, I think we have to see. We have to see. But for Curry specifically, his placement ahead of Brian shouldn't be that surprising. The greatest three-point shooter of all time has played 10 seasons and holds significant advantage over Kobe's first 10 years in BPM, WS48, and related true shooting percentage. And if we just look at the last six seasons, Curry has averaged 28 points, 7 assists, and 5 rebounds with a dizzying plus 9.4 related true shooting percentage. During the stretch, the Golden State Warriors net has been a 17 points per 100 possessions with Curry on the floor. During Kobe's six-year peak, peak, 28 points, five rebounds, five assists. His net rating swing in those years was a plus 7.6, a great number that frankly pales to comparison to Curry. Curry's pretty, well, I guess that, okay, if that you're making it that case, then Curry's had a better 10 years than Kobe. Okay, fine. James Harden, you can find more complete back breakdown of James Harden and Kobe here. And the pro-Kobe conclusion in that peace fracture and non-statistical factors such as All-Stars, NBA All-Stars, and Titles 1. James, if you're looking at all this right now, they're saying that James Harden could be the next Kobe Bryant. That's about it. James Harden could be the next Kobe Bryant. Despite, you know, everything he's done. Harden's already succeeded Kobe in the peak right now. 
But Kobe still got all NBA teams. He's he's been champion many times. Harden haven't proved to that yet. Harden needs to get a ring. That's it. He's almost ten years in the NBA. He needs to get a ring. Larry Bird. Okay, that's a wordy. That's a, he's wordy to be higher than Kobe if that's the case. Bird finishing this high on the list is even more impressive when you consider that the sample cut off the first few years of his career. During the years that aren't included, Bird averaged 22 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal in the studies of the league entire history. That might be argument to have Bird even higher. Bird's jumper remains one of the smoothest strokes in the history of the game. Kevin Durant. It's going to be interesting how his Achilles affects the remainder of his career. And in his struggles, I'm trying to see the numbers right now. Okay. No numbers needed for Durant. They got Durant higher than him. And you know what? As an overall player, sure, Durant should be Durant, Durant. I don't think he should be up there exactly, but he had a couple more rings to his, you know, his arsenal, then fine. Here are a few Chris Paul all-time ranks. Fifth in box plus, win shares fourth, assist percentage second, steals percentage eleventh. He may not have an NBA title to his name, but CP3 impact has been remarkably high throughout his career. He has a positive net rating swing in 13 or 14 years. And in a ridiculous stretch from 09 to 2017, his net rating swing was a wild 14.5. David Robinson may be one of game's most underrated players. He rarely seems to come up in discussions about being the best ever, though his numbers should suggest he should. Through the first seven years of his career, the Admiral made seven All-Stars and averaged 25 points, 11 rebounds, three blocks, three assists, and one steal. No, those are, type, those are no typos there. That's crazy, his first seven years. That is, those are crazy numbers, especially the three blocks. For a big guy, three blocks... That's crazy. Hella crazy. Magic Johnson should definitely be higher than Kobe. Like Bird, some of Magic back seasons was caught off by the time restraints used to this exercise. That didn't stop him from making the top 10. In addition to 12 steals from 84 to 91, Magic has three titles, a final MVP, and three league finals, three league MVPs in the last 35 years. Magic should be up there. I think he should be up there also, Akeem Olajuwon. During his 18-year career, Akeem Olajuwon staked his claim as one of the greatest players in NBA history. Long considered a physical marvel since his days in Houston, University of Houston. Sorry, University of Houston. His aesthetic and productive play, highlighted by his Houston Rockets back-to-back titles, earned him a place among the game's best. And despite Olajuwon's dominance on the offensive end, most of his values may come from defense. From 89 to 96, he averaged 25 points a game, 12 rebounds, 3 blocks, 3 assists, and a steal. Shaq, Kobe's teammate for the first three championship, Shaq may have been the most physical dominated player the game has ever seen through the end of his career. LeBron may be the only player who can challenge him on that level now. From the start of Shaq's career through his third title with the Lakers, he averaged 27 points. 12 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 blocks. His numbers are even more impressive in those 3 title runs with 29 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 blocks. 
he should be over. He should definitely be over. Um, Kobe, Tim Duncan, because they both won five titles and reached their peak around the same time. Tim Duncan and Kobe have often been compared to one another, despite being radically different kind of players. Offensively, Brian Peak was almost certainly better than Duncan's. From 2000 to 2009, averaging 28 points and five assists. From 98 to 07, Duncan only averaged 21 points and three assists. But Duncan made more made up for that on the other end, where he's one of the greatest players of all time. In addition to winning three finals MVPs and two league finals MVPs, Duncan career net swings plus a 7.7. Kobe was a 5.6. And the San Antonio Spurs defensive rating was better than the league average in each of Duncan's 19 seasons. So, he just made that team all better regardless. Over the course of his career, the San Antonio only allowed 100 points per 100 possessions. The distance between that number and the second place Indiana was about the same as the gap between Indiana and 19th place Grizzlies. Whew. Now, this one might be controversial. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley's disdainful analytic has always been a little funny when jumps the post against how much the numbers love him. He's third all-time in BBMs and 11th in WSO48 and one of the biggest byproducts of the analytic revolution. More threes was something Barkley embraced decades ago. I mean, embraced decades ago. Despite a three-point percentage of 26.6, Barkley took 12% of his total shot attempts for downtown. The league average three-point rate of that course was 11.4. In terms of comparison to Kobe, Barkley's BPM nearly doubled Bryant's. Though he never won a title, Barkley advanced playoff numbers dwarfed Kobe as well. He certainly had his chance, but reaching his peak at the same time as MJ was never having a teammate like Shaq or things that shouldn't have held against Barkley. And I guess we're going to tie number one, Michael and LeBron. It seems absolutely perfect that Jordan and LeBron somehow wound up tied. There's obviously still a chance for some movement over the last few years from LeBron, but he's still pretty firmly entrenched in most of his ranks. Passing him alone and win shares and accumulated game score, which could happen in the next couple of years, could break the tie. For now, it's fitting that this remains a 1A, 1B proposition. Strong points can be made for both Jordan and LeBron in the GOAT debate. Do you take LeBron all-around game and unreal longevity, or Jordan's titles peak and a match drive to win? So, happy birthday to Kobe. Happy 24-8 day. That's an unofficial Kobe Bryant day for his jersey, number 4 and number 28. Kobe definitely should maybe be higher than what he is right now. I think he's I think he's maybe at the top 10, if not top 15 best players ever. But that's it. I'm sorry this was a long 20 minutes over Kobe by himself, but Kobe, you know, I'm not I don't even I I have no problem with Kobe. He's one of the greatest players ever. And that's about it. Ha ha. Ha ha. 
All you motherfuckers couldn't just leave cigarettes alone. No. All y'all needed some next kick to your boots. Y'all ain't need no weed. Y'all ain't need no drugs. Y'all need something that will make you calm your nerves and everything like that. So you, what you got? You got goddamn e-vapes, e-cigs, whatever type of vapor y'all got. Now, congratulations. Many people has been sick over that shit right now. Over 100 people. The majority in the Midwest, depending on what type of brand they were smoking. And now you got one fatality. Congratulations for all y'all want to try to try to get some next high shit over the cigarettes. Just let the shit go and stop smoking. How about that? Why are y'all still smoking at this point? Why are y'all still feeling like you need something to, you know, keep you energized and shit? That shit don't even keep you energized. That shit is electronic. Automatically, that shit sounds like bad news right there. The cigarettes is bad news with, this, with all this bullshit-ass chemicals they got in there, like cat piss and everything like that. What, what makes you think that e-vapes wasn't the same thing, just worse? It's computerized. Robots, whatever, mechanical crap on this shit. Plus, mixed with any other bullshit that's with it. Now, you could go, go back and forth and debate me like, oh, Bernie, why are you saying that like that for? You know damn well that shit is not bad. You know damn well cigarettes are still worse than e-vapes. Well, clearly somebody died from it. Clearly, over 100 people has been sick. Some people has been in a coma for the shit. A lot of people has not been well at all with these e-vape cigs. At all, no matter what type of chemicals or what type of brand you put on it, nobody's been feeling good with this crap. Eventually, this was gonna come down to it when people kept smoking and smoking and smoking and smoking and not realizing what they're, what they're doing to their body, just like cigarettes, but just a little bit worse now. And this is the result. I, I, I hope you're happy for just not listening, not just for it by me. I'm pretty sure everybody has made it clear that this is not, the, <laughs> this is not a good move at all. And the simple fact is, y'all still smoking and smoking and smoking and smoking and, you know, huff, huff, blow your house down and all that nonsense. And you're not realizing the ramifications of all the crap that comes out of the shits. But you know what? As I said, congratulations. Y'all played yourself big time for even thinking that these e-cigs are like less than cigarettes. There was a commercial that even came out with vaping. Everybody's saying that vaping is not as bad as cigarettes. It's bad regardless. And you're still puffing and inhaling that shit in your lungs. You're still smoking it. Like a cigarette. You can debate me about weed wherever you want. But weed has not been caused to make people die. Now, if you mix it up with something else, that's by you. That's all on you. That means you're just, you're just, trying, you're just, you're just, you're just a junkie at birth. Overall, there's no fucking reason why at all. You should have even got yourself into this nonsense. And the fact that you did, you fucked up. I can't feel sorry for anybody at this point because you put yourself in a situation. And you put yourself in, and not even just in a good situation. That's not even a good situation to begin with. You put yourself in a bad situation where now your, your, your whole life is messed up right now. You thought cigarettes were going to kill you, but no. This might be worse than cigarettes. Cigarettes, people smoking cigarettes, they die, you know, years, years, years later with all types of diseases. With these e-cigs, everybody's saying that it's not like regular cigarettes. So you're going to smoke it more, you're going to smoke it more, you're going to smoke it more, and you're just going to die quicker. I don't know how in the hell you believe that this isn't worse than cigarettes when it's extremely worse because of this because this don't feel like cigarettes this feels less than it you better off just smoking a cigarette or better off you're not smoking you're better off not smoking this shit at all 
I don't know why would you think that this was, you know, a good alternative for a cigarette when it's not even close enough to it. You, as I said, you better off smoking weed. <laughs> Depending on what job you got, you better off smoking weed. So with, let's just let's just let's just count down what you shouldn't be doing. You shouldn't be doing no type of crack. You shouldn't be doing no type of dust. You shouldn't be no type of anything that's not weed. That's it. Let's just make it. Let's just clear that right now. Weed should be the only thing you be, you should be smoking, because eventually they're gonna legalize it anyway. So that's the only thing you, you should be smoking at this point. That's good for your health. Any notion of anything else? CE cigs, fucking Tina, all that nonsense. You need to stop the bullshit. Y'all not. It's not good for your health. It's not good for your body. It's not good. Fucking period. And the more and more I keep saying it, the more and more other people say it, the more and more like doctors say it. The more and more, you're probably not going to listen. You're just going to keep trying to live your best life and then you end up in a grave. That's what I say. Congratulations. You played yourself. I hope you're fucking happy. If you don't listen now, you're never going to listen. This is the last time I hope I even talk about this unless there's an epidemic of people just dying off the e cigs Then you, you already know this is not looking good. Eventually, Dame Dash is gonna pop this shit. You knew damn well Dame Dash is gonna say something that next shit, and you know what? It worked. Whatever type of clickbait this man wanted to do, he got his clickbait. He wanted some type of publicity over any type of little thing he was gonna say. He said it. Congratulations. Dame Dash said it. We're just gonna have to suck up what he said and just deal with it from there. He. He was on a podcast station, um, and he was saying some stuff that Jay-Z ain't been shit, and if you know that Jay-Z ain't been shit, Jay-Z's the type of dude that I tell you not to talk to, to this girl because she might be bad news, and the next day she's with that same girl he, he, he told you not to talk to. So, they were saying that jay is always like that, Jay-Z's self he's a self-preservant, he's a capitalist. And like I said, we already knew this. Everybody knew this right now about Jay Z. That's who he is. That's what he's always been. He's about his money, and that's it. He's about his money and the, and the people around him in the circle. If you're not in the circle, you're a liability to him. It is. You know what? And it's, and that's and, and that's the hard and that's the hard truth reality. If anybody's gonna you know show you the hard truth, it might as well be Jay. Jay is showing you what it is. You know, there ain't no loyalty in the industry. And Jay-Z is a perfect example of it, you know, he's not taking away anything he did, you know, musically because, you know, for the past 30 years, all he's been able to do is create countless times, timeless hits. But at the same time, you know, all of them, all of them came with a price, all of them came with people getting, you know, I guess, put under the bus or thrown out of the bus or whatever. Jay-Z is, is like, Jay-Z is not any better than most of the people in the business world. It's not about what you did. It's about what you did for me lately. And you ain't did nothing for Hope lately. Hope can't rock with you. And the same goes for anybody else who's about making money. You know, you got to make what's best for business. If it don't make sense, don't do it. Or don't be involved with that person that's not making it, you know. I think there's a few things that Jay-Z, I wish Jay-Z would never have got himself into, or wish Jay-Z never had, you know, done those moves, and I wish Jay-Z sometimes reconsider the moves that he makes, you know, I think the NFL might be one of his biggest mistakes, 
if this doesn't go out as as well as he wanted to, it might be his worst. He's made some he's made some bonehead moves like the whole Brooklyn situation when he came to the Nets. I'm happy the Nets came, and it did create jobs. But I don't. But I think I don't know about homes. I don't know about affordable housings. I think that might be you know something that I don't know if Jay Z was successful in doing. Like he said, he 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 brought jobs to Brooklyn. You know, help bring he helped bring jobs. So I'm not I will not knock him on that part. But when it came to affordable housing and just you know that whole shit, I don't feel like Jay Z was as successful as I anticipated. If you I I'm not gonna you know everybody's gonna have their critique and I'm I definitely critiqued Jay Z on this. You know when the whole shit with Kanye West went down. You know, I critique Jay-Z because I think that Jay-Z, if he's being a big brother, I will hope that he'll be a man enough to talk to Kanye, you know, before Kanye West went down the deep end, if you're supposed to be his homie. And then, you know, when everybody kept saying that Jay-Z never even rocked with him like that, it was always a business thing. He never seen his, like, big brother. It was just, it was kind of messed up because, you know, Kanye was always seeing you as his big brother. You you brung him up. Yeah, then it's kind of messed up that you, you know, I guess, in a sense, you used him. So that's what um, that's how I take it as you kind of like use them, and you know I guess that's how the you know music industry works. <coughs> it's not even about talent, as they say. It's, you know everything is eighty five percent talent, fifty percent music. So if that's the case, Jay Z is definitely the he he's definitely when they tell you about business, Jay Z is definitely business. He's not playing around with cats out here in the industry. Especially where there's so much money to be made, Jay Z don't need the money. I don't, anything he does at this point is for attention, clout, and some recognition. But and that, on, the, on, the, on the flip side, you know Dame Dash also Dame Dash is also a hater. Dame Dash has been hating on on this guy for a very very long time, and he still ain't get past the whole fact of a Rockefeller. I don't know to what extent that Hove and Dame had when it came to Rockefeller. I know it was a partnership between those two and um, Briggs, Burks, and you know, it was a shame that it didn't work out the way it did between those two. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure Rockefeller could have still been a functional record label with dope talent if, you know, these two, you know, kept their head together and not just abandoned ship. But, you know, stuff happens and stuff happens I, I don't know what you want to say um but nonetheless i don't know what what's going to be the end result from this probably nothing it don't really matter at this point dame dash is still doing him Hove is definitely still doing him and i don't believe there's going to be any fallout from this because all dame dash was pretty much saying is what everybody already knew already anything else after that i guess only Dame Dash would know. Dame Dash knows whole more than anybody else, so it's only right that Dame Dash is gonna be able to talk about this stuff. If it was like a regular person who didn't know Jay Z, then I I would definitely not take his word for it. But Dame Dash knows Jay Z, so he is able to, off experience, tell you firsthand what Jay Z is. I don't really care about what the injury says about who was rocking with him, who was there. Dame Dash was there. Like I'm, I would definitely take Dame's word for it, but also at the same time, I also say that Dame Dash is also a hater because he's upset about the moves that Jay Z was able to make without Dame Dash. 
and Jay-Z played, like I said, why everybody was playing chess, because Jay-Z was playing chess. He was always five steps ahead of the next person that he thought he was going to make the move. If, you didn't, if Jay-Z didn't think that was a good move for you, he'll tell you. And if it is true that Jay-Z did tell Jermaine Dupri, there's two, two things I'll say. One, Jay-Z's messed up. And two, Jermaine Dupri should have took it, knowing that money was going to be made out of this. But... Is it, I guess on the flip side, Jermaine Dupri never even talked to Jay-Z about this being a case, period. And whatever they did last year was already taken care of last year. So anybody making that type of rumor, it's not true. Also, another rumor was Jay-Z owning an NFL team. Not true also. There's not been, there's no type of confirmation by the NFL stating anything about whole, you know, getting an NFL team off this partnership. So anybody even making that accusation, that's, that's false. I don't see why that was even brought up. But that's all. That's all I got to say on this. To be honest, I don't see why in the hell that stores all across America still don't have sales on containers or, you know, beverages at all. Like, you know what? I take that back with beverages. At least, you know, you have to you have to hear the noise. That's how you know this, you know, the sale is broken completely. That's how you know everything works with ice creams. In particular, you you gotta have you have to have some plastic around us at this point. You can't keep going about not thinking that nobody's gonna be this petty to do something when they when they're doing it now. It's just, it makes no goddamn sense at this point. Another guy has been um, what is he caught now doing some baloney crap on camera, just licking and you know, this 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 is pathetic at on high levels. Why the hell are you even doing that? Better yet, why is still still allowing this type of malarkey to even go down the way it is? It makes no sense whatsoever. It's annoying. I'm just and to me, I'm just tired of crap. You you got y'all nasty as hell to still be doing some type of nasty shit. No, come on. I don't I don't see why you know grocery stores or any stores across America even still don't got a seal on the thing. It, it, a couple of dollars is worth it just to protect the food, just to protect any type of product from being contaminated. And yet, the fact that we, in this present year, when there's so much technology, and yeah, it might be cost-effective, yeah, it might, you might have to lose a couple, you know, hundred dollars, but so what? You got to protect, if you're trying to protect an investment, you got to protect it by every means necessary. You got to protect it like it's a franchise player. And it doesn't seem like it's registering with people or big market owners right now with these big market companies and distributors that's coming through and dropping packages off to these stores. And even with the stores right now, there's got to be some type of way you can seal it off so that, you know, stuff like this don't be happening because it seems like it's becoming frequent right now to people just now want to take advantage, especially now the media, you know, we're going to talk about it. I'm going definitely going to talk about it. And that drives more clout with more clout. People is going to be like, oh, OK, and it's going to become a trend. Once that once that happens, nothing's going to be the same. You can't stop it at this point. So hopefully law officials can nip this in the butt. Hopefully medias, including myself, won't have to talk about this no more. This is going to die what die down and whatnot. But on the flip side, maybe this don't need that. Maybe we need to open up this topic of discussion so that way we can arrest people for doing this type of activity instead of just snipping it in the butt. No, let's 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 arrest them. Let's 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 put them in jail for this right now. At this point, that's 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 contamination right there. That's some you should go to jail for at least a year for doing something nasty shit like that.
at least be a misdemeanor, if not a felony for what you're doing. Everybody's got to be held responsible for what they're doing right now. And we keep letting them go away. We're not doing our jobs as, you know, civilians or as law enforcement officers. We're not doing the best we can right now to make sure they get locked up for this type of nasty crap. Nobody should be doing that at all. And where, I, too, where is the L, where's LP prevention? Where are they at right now when the cameras are rolling and this is happening? What are they looking at? Are you, are you, you know, I understand your job is to make sure theft, you know, and protect the property. But automatically, that, that, a property is being stolen automatically when, when homie licked this goddamn nasty-ass tongue on the food. Property is, not, is being dismantled. Lost or lost or stolen property. You gotta worry about da- damaged property also. And homie is just doing it right now. Well, not my homie, but this fool is doing it right now, damaging the products that we need, so that y'all can make your money. Anything that can make your money does not make your money right now. You should be. You should question everything. Doesn't matter if it's whatever it is. Doesn't matter. This is part of it. Handle this crap ASAP before this gets worse. That's it. Handle this nonsense before it gets worse and people think that they're obligated to do what they want to do without no type of remorse. No knock on Chance the Rapper. No knock on Chance the Rapper whatsoever. He's one of the most talented rappers in the whole music industry and maybe one of the most talented artists, period, by the standpoint of what he was successfully able to do with his, you know, numerous tapes right now, three Grammy Award winning, you know, just for for, for what he contributed. And that was just, like I said, it was off just streams and not even physical sales. He gave y'all the coloring with the, I said, what? I forgot what it is. The Best Day Ever album, whatever it is. I haven't heard the album yet. I will, hopefully, I get the chance to maybe sometime this week. There's been so much music that's been out there right now. I've just been. A nomad listening to songs from last year when I even not even listening to the new shit this year. Nonetheless, um, my take on Chance the Rapper right now because I think Chance the Rapper is going through what Kanye was going through when you give so much great work and you don't get nothing back in return. And Kanye West, I say Kanye West because they're both from Chicago, they both similar, you know. They, they, they was doing everything for other people And you know When it came to the about face turn of it They got no love Case in put When um, Chance went to Ebro in Hot 97 Ebro told him You're not top 50 yet And it's right. And you know what I'm not Chance, Chance got mad as if He was supposed to be there right away And you gotta pump the bricks a little bit Chance you're not Top 50 Most people won't even look at you as top 50 Most people won't even look at you in that conversation period You haven't put in no type of work For you to suggest that You belong, you belong in this Now now when you got your album out right now Listen you're, uh, If once I hear it Hopefully it is everything that I heard from your Three tapes that you dropped Hopefully it's as similar as those And you keep the volume of your of You know the level up But then after that Chance I'm no, I'm sorry. You're not, you know, I might consider you top 50 in the top 50 ever because of what you, the impact. And a lot more impacts is going to come along the way because it's not going to be the last time you drop an album. You're talented where you're going to continue to you know, break boundaries right now in music. 
You and you did already win three Grammys just being an independent artist. You opened the doors for people to really have that chance right now. Like, yo, we can really do it. But you just you gotta check your temperature. That's what I say. You gotta check at least check your temperature. Just be humble about where you came from. Is it right for people? Is it right to just not be top fifty? You're not there yet. You haven't put in enough body of work right now to even suggest you're top fifty. And don't get me wrong, the age of music changed right now, where you know streaming counts for everything. And and right now, eventually, that you know, SoundCloud song is going to be included into the Grammy nomination, everything like that, which is big. You're the reason why it happened. But just don't 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 go off the deep end and expect that. You you deserve to be up on this list. First of all, it's, it's an Ebro list. Ebro's list is don't Ebro list don't even make no goddamn sense to begin with. So I wouldn't really be mad as hell why you be this pissed off over Ebro's of all lists. Ebro's list. I won't even waste my time. All right, Ebro's Ebro's list do not means that you you're not you know good enough or anything like that. It's just a list. Ebro just don't got you on his list. Uh, there's a, a many of people that will have you on the list And I'm pretty sure somebody probably have you number one I don't have you number one I think when your career is said and done it's, it's easily you could be in the top 20 When it's all said and done Easily top 20 And as long as you keep that level up There's no reason why you can't be As high as you know, As high as the top 10 If it was all said and done But when it's all said and done You're still a young man You're about 26, 27 Still put on that. Still make countless albums. Still make, still make impact. You start, you start making that impact. People's gonna really put you higher than what they already did before. Ebro's Ebro's list does not mean that. Ebro's list don't mean shit. It just means it's just based on his personal opinion. And you gotta understand, there's hundreds of hundreds of rappers that's came through Ebro's way. So Ebro's going by what he's witnessed over his lifetime. He ain't, he's not a new cat that's just like getting into the music and just the first thing he hears is just, oh my gosh, this is so fire. And that's it. No, Ebro was talking from experience. That's why he made it the way he made it. Whether you liked it or not, he's going by true hip hop. If you're going by just bars, then this 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 will make sense in a sense. But this is Ebro's sense, not us to make it out of and critique them about. This is what he feels. So all I'm saying is chance. Yeah, your time will come, and you know, it seems like you want everybody to love you, and that's probably, and most people is not gonna love you. You you just you just that's how it is. You're not you're not there right now to for people to just cold heartedly just love you, and they have to love you because of you. No, you know, love got nothing to do with where you're at right now, where you're ranked in history. And when that time comes, you know, when you, you know, that next step happens and everybody, you know, sees you as this competitive threat to the likes of Cole or Kendrick or even Drake, then we can, we can maybe discuss that after you maybe drop your fifth album where you, where everything stacks up into where you're at in your life. And then we'll make that decision if we need to put you in that 50 list or we got to put you high to a point where they know what you contribute to music and hip hop until then. Ebro said no is Ebro's list. My list right now, I got you if it was my list all the time, most likely I'll put you in the top 40. You're definitely in my top 50 list. And the more and more countless projects you do, the longevity and however you go about it, then automatically you just get you guys moved up and up. But until then, you I wouldn't even be mad at Ebro. Like I said, Ebro, Ebro, old man Ebro, come on. He's seen everything. You haven't yet. 
I just enjoy that. Just enjoy it right now. Don't even worry about this list. Make your money. Make great hits music. And then let the people decide. Yay! And a big congratulations when I said that a little yay. That was only, I was only doing that because it's a congratulations to Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Seth Rollins, for, for those who may know, he's the Universal Champion. He won it back on SummerSlam after clearly beating Brock Lesnar. And it was one of, that was the guy for the best match that whole card. And Becky Lynch, who started off the Summer Jam, SummerSlam match, beating um, Natalya. She's the current Raw's Women's Champion. And they're both engaged. Now, they've both been going out for the last couple of months. Seth proposed to her. She said yes. So, in, uh, in, the, in, in all actuality, because just congratulations to them. Like I said, the man and the man's man, they, if that, that doesn't even sound right, they're getting married. So, salute to them. And uh, other, in other WWE news, um, I will hopefully, uh, for the Clash of Championships right now, Charlotte Flair is going to face Bailey, which which is I'm not against right now. It's just hopefully there's a build to it. Bailey, for the better part, since she became champion, I feel like she's just been boring at least, you know. And maybe it's not put on her. Maybe the people she's facing right now in the programs that they have it in is just it's just it's lackluster at best. The one with Amber Moon, it was just it didn't really make no sense. It felt like they were just, they just it was just like a throwaway match right now, like a filler match. It wasn't anything spectacular, especially when they faced each other in SummerSlam. I just felt like that was maybe one of the worst matches that was there. And, you know, Emerald is not there yet to be a champion. In, in the future, sure, but now, no, she's not ready to be up there. Um, Bailey needs some real competition, and I think Charlotte Flair, you can, you can complain why Charlotte Flair always getting these opportunities, but at the same damn time, Charlotte Flair, she is... If we're gonna just say it, she might be the greatest female wrestler ever. She's already she's already got the most championship by any female wrestling in WWE history, and you know she's all who she's competing with against men at this point. Where we might we can say that she might be the greatest champion ever if she even get to the point where she's near Triple H or John Cena, Randy Orton, or Ric Flair's number. So she's she's there. Charlotte Flair. Every every year she's always a contender, so you just gotta put it up there. She's a bona fide, she's a bona fide superstar, and to not have her up there is a will be a big mistake. But you know what? They have her. They have her in the championship match. You just gotta take it for what it is. Charlotte Flair, you can whether say she deserves it or not, she's there. Um. We, there's still a couple more matches that we need championships also I should say that we don't know yet we don't know if Seth is still going to face Braun Strowman or he's going to face whoever that won't be that won't be decided until whenever it even gets decided while we also don't know that point right now we also don't know Raw Tag Team Championship also and we'll because that it will have to really mean that Seth Rollins will have to face the OC or whoever for the championship, and I. But maybe not. Maybe it won't happen. Maybe somehow, some way, they'll lose it. They'll drop the tag team championships to the OC again, and then Braun and Seth will face each other, and everything like that. Maybe. Also, we got to decide the WWE championship, but it's already a full-gone conclusion that it's gonna have to be Randy Orton and Kofi if he's trying to continue this rivalry right now. 
that's been building for the last 10 years then you'll, you'll keep building it up and you just have Kofi face Randy to just to prove who's a better man at this point so far from the looks of it Randy has been as bit of a as more of a man right now than Kofi he's got Kofi out of his character and Kofi for the better part of it he's not been able to really muster any type of offensive attack when he's facing when facing with adversity um you also got the new day with the smackdown championship who will be the next competitors if it's the revival which has already been confirmed that they'll face each other so are the if there you know the top are the top guys really the top guys of this division we don't know the new days haven't really had a good record when it came to facing them so uh it'll be it will it'll just be interesting to see what's the what's going to be the case Um, what else? What, is there any other news? Uh, today? No. I don't think I got anything else with WWE. I think it's just all about championships. And I think if something really blows up to a point where everybody knows, then I guess I'll talk about it. The fact that um, J. Cole is not on the level of Kendrick is... That's absurd. Honestly. There's no way you can... It definitively make that claim that J. Cole is not on the same level as Kendrick when in fact they he's on the, he's now on a playing field if not a little bit higher than Kendrick right now especially when you're just talking about this year this year J. Cole has been killing it with the features he's got his he's got his tape out with the rest of his squad right now I believe the dreamers and Dreamville sorry that was I'm bugging I forgot the name but Dreamville that group as a whole right now is dropping fire after fire after fire on that revenge of the dreamer volume three like i said j cole my ladies and gentlemen he's he's doing his thing for anybody to even think that he's not yeah 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 rabbit ass mine j cole is just is, is, he's continuing to just be who we all know he could be and now he's giving up, but now he's just, we're watching J. Cole for, in full display right now and who we all know that he can be at this point. So we can't start, we're not gonna just knock this guy in his hustle and you know, for this guy, Charlemagne the God, listen, even though there's an opinion, it doesn't mean it was a good opinion. You're literally just saying that J. Cole is nowhere close. Now, Charlemagne at the Breakfast Club was saying, who he have up there as the like the benchmark and everything like that, and it had um, for the females it was Rhapsody. He, he felt like Rhapsody was the top of all the females lyrically. Kendrick up there also. When J Cole was mentioned, he said that he was like a tier below, like he wasn't on the same level. And I I just I don't know. I just felt like in a sense. Charlamagne just don't mess with, just don't, he, he don't mess with J. Cole when it comes to his music. His music is not like, when J. Cole drop music, J. Cole music is not made to be, no, um, a pop hit. Not that Kendrick makes pop hits. He don't make pop songs, Kendrick, but it just seems like the audience has gravitated over Kendrick and his diversity more than J. Cole's laid back approach. And it's like I said, J. J. Cole is, is, is for the, the laid back, lazy people who can spit real shit. 
And J. Cole's not even a lazy guy. But he's so he's so chilled. J. Cole's chilled and laid back that, you know, he blends in. And then you don't even know. You you won't you won't even expect him to even do collabs with like a likes of Travis Scott or Young Thug. But he did with the London banger. You didn't think I didn't think he would make a track with Twenty One Savage. He did with a lot. So J. Cole, he could J. Cole J. Cole could switch it up in the tempo of where they got him on. It all depends on what the beat on was a topic and who's on it and. Well, actually, it's not about who's on it because, like I said, I didn't expect Young Thug or Travis Scott or 21 Savage to have J. Cole at all, and they did. And he's right. Ain't nobody really mess with him. When it comes to when it comes to just on his rapping shit right now since this year started, ain't nobody on been on the level of J. Cole. So hopefully, Charlemagne realized that he made a mistake by even saying that. Opinion is an opinion. So I'm not gonna, as I said, you can't knock somebody who's who's just ha- that's how they feel. But I felt like that wasn't an opinion. I felt like Charlamagne was just talking out his ass and just not feeling him. Maybe for for whatever reason, I don't know. I don't think they have uh, beef at each other. I don't believe there's no beef at all. But I feel like Charlamagne was taking a little hate, you know, spin on the on Jermaine Cole right now. And if not, then maybe I'm just I'm over exaggerating. But if I am, then please Charlamagne cut the crap. Let it go. Don't don't knock J. Cole at all. J. Cole's doing his thing this year. He's had a great year. And I hope he continues this. J. Cole is one of them rappers that, you know, on any given day he can turn it up on any on any type of beat right now. His layback approach is why people, you know, don't consider don't consider, don't make him serious. But if at any given time, he's able to go off on anything. He can go off. He might not be, you know, as multi, you know, multi-climactic as Kendrick. Because when Kendrick goes off, Kendrick can go off on anything and any beat and any type of flow he can do. Kendrick is just that type of artist that he can do that. That's why the accolade is so high on this man. This man can go through any type of beat with some different type of, you know, sound to it. It's just amazing. With J. Cole, you already know what you're getting. It's not boring with J. Cole. But at the same time, he is laid back as hell. But he is deep. He's so he's one of the most he's one of the most artistic rappers, especially in the sense of just his sound, his wave, and just how passionate he is when it comes to music out here. So I mean, opinion's opinion. That's why I'm not going hard on it, but I feel like as long as it's just opinion, then I can I can leave it alone. As long as it's just an opinion, because if it's not just an opinion, you're just hating to hate, then then you please just stop, just let it go, and, and that's it. You can't really hate on a guy who just don't. He don't gravitate to people who get jiggy with it. He gravitate he gravitate to the nerds, the people who's you know who's really rapping to rap, and he ain't gonna stop it until he stops. That's you know if if you if you if you're not feeling it you know you're not feeling his music wise and I I understand but J Cole J Cole has been that dude since he was a pretty light skinned little boy pause now he's now he's grown into his own right now not caring about what anybody got to say about him he's not even, he's not about materials he's about the principles and as long as he got that principle he's gonna go a long way. And he's going to be who everybody envisions he will be.
Um, and I guess that's it for me. I've this is the weekend edition of the Lebanon podcast. You already know how I am when it comes to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I give you my my thoughts from about the next thirty to forty to maybe fifteen minutes, fifty minutes, and then you know when it comes to the weekend edition that wraps up Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So. So that way, y'all can hear everything in this entirety for the next three days, depending on when I drop it. Sometimes I drop it on a Friday, or maybe a Saturday, or a Sunday, like it is right now. And um, you just take it for what I've been saying for the last three days combined. So, you know, enjoy this large as segment. And I do not take this for granted. I'm happy that everybody has been able to listen. I wish I can get more listeners to listen to this, but I am not complaining. Beggars can't be choosers, so I take it for at full stride. You know, shout out to everybody who has been listening. I do appreciate you just even taking the opportunity to listen to this. This, you know, is well received, and hopefully, I can give you a lot more content and a lot more. Stories that's out there that's not been talked about by the media or choose not to be talked about by the media But I'm gonna talk about it because at the end of the day Everybody's everybody needs everybody needs to hear it and as long as everybody's hearing it right there The truth is set area, you know, well, you know what the truth will be revealed. There you go, but nonetheless I go by the name OG Bernie This is the Let Ram podcast and before I leave right now, I like to say, rest in power to take over. Now, I I only met him once, you know, I guess back around the early 2010s, around that decade. He was, he was on, he rode with a couple people, shout out to Intel, shout out to Drew Guns. Those, you know, shout out to them as a, you know, as a whole. Those guys, you know, I think it was Mastermind Entertainment, I guess, at the time. Those guys was killing it. All right? Those guys was killing it. They was dropping fire after fire after fire. And, you know, he was he was one of them. He was one of the, he was one of the heavy hitters on that group. And he dropped nothing but... It was nothing but um, flames for him. You know, he unfortunately passed away a couple of days ago, so... I just want to give my condolences to him and his family. And, you know, to this day, I still be listening to some of the old joints from back in the day when Intel, what Intel had on his YouTube page. And, you know, it reminds me, you know, especially when Staten Island at that time, when some of us was coming up, the promise was there. And, you know, for whatever reason, we all got, you know, older. We all went through life in the phases. Some of us had kids. We got married. We went through hell and back. Some of us got locked up. A, a lot of stuff in, on our island right now, you know, that had us, you know. And some of us left. But we all, you know, that little click on the island right now of a, a lot of artists. Either you was living on Staten Island, or you was born there, or you was based there, regardless of what it was, or you was affiliated. It was still nothing but love and support between one another. And, you know, during that time, like I said, TakeOver was definitely a... Uh, he was a punchline... He was, I wouldn't say he's a punchline rapper, but he, he delivered dope-ass punchlines. And... 
it's unfortunate as I said that he's not here I condolences to his family and I'll leave it as that y'all enjoy your Sunday um, this is the Let Burn Rant Podcast that's okay once again you could definitely if you, if you could follow me on Let Burn Rant L-E-T-B-U-R-N R-A-N-T on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook or you can if you go on one of them one of my social media sites you can click on my link tree if you nobody knows what's a link tree link tree is like this one website where you get put all the urls into one that way there's no confusion on where i'm at you could just find me right there once you do that you can click on you can find three states that's there right now there'll be more added but right now those are the main sites i put up there you can definitely find me on apple Podcasts or anchor podcast or Spotify. Click stream and enjoy once again. And thank you. I appreciate everybody. I hope everybody's having a great morning, evening, or afternoon, wherever you're at right now. Peace, love, and hair grease. Burn. Hey, this is the original gatekeeper, Bernie, and this is the Let Burn Rant podcast. Available iTunes, Google, and Spotify, and everywhere else where you can find the Let Burn Rant podcast. You can click, you can stream, and of course, Please enjoy. Burn.